Welcome back to episode two of Call of Power. I'm Ryle. And I'm Nick. And today we're going to talk about central themes and character development, identifying and analyzing the central themes and complex character development within the novel. So starting off uh, in chapter 26, Ricky's introduced. Ricky is Roxy's older half-brother and Bernie and Barbara's middle son. In chapter 26, Ricky is raped and castrated by a group of three drunk women one evening at a bar. Next up is Roxy. Roxy is the daughter of a British crime boss, Bernie Monkey. Roxy begins the novel at age 14. She watches two men break into her home and murder her mother. We already were introduced by Roxy, and we're going to go more into detail. Urban Docs, next up, he's uh, considered a theorist and a major figure among men's rights and groups. Urban Docs gives an interview with Tunde in Chapter 21 regarding men in when a riot was occurring. Next up is Margaret Margot, and um, we already introduced this character again, but basically she's the mother of a daughter who has a power, and she's also a pol- um, politician, and we'll learn more about her in these next chapters. Next up is Allie. She'll come up in these two chapters as well. She's a 16-year-old girl in Alabama who lives with her foster parents, Mr. Montgomery Taylor and Mrs. Montgomery Taylor. Allie is frequently beaten and raped by her foster father. Next up, Jocelyn. Um, she's Margaret Margot's daughter, as I was talking about before, and she has difficulties with, with her scheme and her power. She sometimes has too much power that she is unable to control. But the book also explains in the chapters we read how sometimes she doesn't have any power at all. Um next is Ricky, he's Bernie's son. As mentioned next, before. Yeah. Next is uh, Tunde, a 21-year-old journalist from Nigeria. Um, we already we talked about him before in this chapter. We're going to have more chapters about him. And um, he's still the only male protagonist at this point. And lastly is Bernie, who's the main crime boss in London and the father of four children. All right. So um, as we go further on in this podcast, we're going to go through all the chapters we read in the next points. Um, that we left off from episode one and basically after every chapter we're going to try to central that into the main themes and sort of the what week two episodes all about so um, starting off with chapter 21 um, tune day so we're just going to give a brief um, summary of all the chapters and go from there so tune day in chapter 21 is in an inter- is interviewing protesters in arizona and um The men are protesting justice for men and how men are facing inequality. Tunde then begins to wander off and what else he could be covering, like the unrest in Saudi Arabia or something else like that. But all of a sudden, um, he quickly runs towards a bomb. And and when he was there, he saw uh, the mall on fire and he saw a pregnant woman and who asked to not leave her. And sort of when a fire catches around them, he is forced to get his camera and run away. Later in the chapter, he came to find out that it was from a terrorist group and a lady under the name of Male Power. So in this chapter, when Tunde is talking to Urban Docs, Urban Docs says bold statements on how women are trying to kill them and 
how people got slavery wrong. And Urban Docs is a character we'll dive more into in these next coming chapters, and we're really introduced to him in chapter 22. 21, sorry. Uh, chapter 22 is named Ali um, in the beginning of this. He was in front of a large audience and helps a boy named Christian who hasn't had the ability to walk since he was a child. She helps his muscles to start working again, allowing him to take steps. Ali then continues to make miracles happen, holds power, and becomes a religious wanderer. Um, also in the chapter, she tells the audience that she is happy to be there. She gets informed that files on her case were being followed, so she asks, asks him to disappear. Um, she has a dinner with Tatiana, and they discuss the war that could, the war and what could happen if Awadi Atif wins or loses. His loss would be beneficial towards women because it would show they are meant to be in power. Moving on to chapter 23, Margot, um, we kind of kept these short and sweet. So it begins off with Allie manipulating facts about all the miracles that she has been creating so she can keep growing support of her followers. Um, doing this allows Allie to maintain a great deal of power, basically. Sort of going back to the central theme, women want more power and they're just trying to maintain it and take take over, I guess you could say. Allie manipulates people by saying her religion encounters everyone in their religion. So this allows her to gain more and more followers, creating more power. And these actions from Margot show <clears throat> bias and her traits of being biased. <clears throat> Next up is chapter 24, Roxy. This is short and simple as well. Um, in this chapter, where he begins telling a story amongst rape and sexual rape that women face on a daily basis. And in a change of events, Ricky actually gets raped in this chapter by three drunk women. Yeah, it's sort of... That chapter is interesting because it goes back to the, the central theme, you could say. So chapter 25, um, Jocelyn. Jocelyn's story really portrays that even if you have power, it won't always guarantee success. You know, as we can see, she often has problems with her powers, which causes her to be made fun of a lot and be bullied, stuff like that. <clears throat> and um, further on the story, a man was trying to cut off power to their generator, so they fought them, and she eventually kills them, even though she does not want to, and the other girls pressured her into it. Um this portrays that even when she tried to refrain from using the power, it still got the best of her. This was at a camp, and she started to learn that um, she, the kid was going to grab a gun, as they thought, and um, she was just trying to defend herself. That's how she got out of it. And um, he was found with the gun, so that's what they saw, and what she did was acting to protect everyone, and that's what all the other girls went for as well. So next, chapter 26, Margo. Margo, sorry. Oh, this one's a little long. In this chapter, gender reversal is such a dip into sexist stereotypes. For example, in the book, we see Margaret believing that Tunde could only hold the job that he has because he is attractive rather than on his intellectual merits in a way. Um, and her view of junior male staffers largely as sex objects. Margot then goes to meet Tatiana Moslak, Moskalev, who's introduced, and she is sitting on a throne. Tatiana speaks about how Baspar is the most forward-thinking country in the world. Tatiana tells Margot that all Baspar all wants is to live freely to per pursue their own way of life. She asks for American aid against the North. Margot tells her that she can't promise to interfere, even though America supports Baspar independence. 
Um, next, she goes to a party. She leaves at 10.30 p.m. And on her way to the car, she bumps into Tunde again. She asks if he wants a ride, but he politely says no and refuses. Lastly, Margot buys a few drinks for one of the younger guys in the chapter from the American Embassy. She gropes him as they ride the elevator to her suite. And I wonder what happens next. Yeah, kind of, kind of um, surprising. We we could, as readers, to see Margot really do that, and sort of, I guess she gets carried away a little bit. She has a little too much to drink, drink, and I think she's just uh, releasing yeah, some energy from that. So. Chapter 27, Allie. Um, so in the castle chapter, chapel um, where most of the artwork has been changed, there is even a picture of Allie, and she is showing how Allie is rewriting religious history and supporting her. Jocelyn goes to Eve about not feeling right, and she really understands her. She tries to help her. Allie helps Jocelyn by healing her, performing yet another miracle. That is what Allie is pretty much known for in as we could see through these chapters, and she uses for good, but she could also use it for bad, maybe at some point. Tatiana speaks about the cruelty done by the North Moldovians, and um, Tatiana then tells one of the men behind her, um, his name was Peter, that to go get wine for her, and sort of when he returns, he accidentally interrupts a joke she's telling, and Tatiana berates him, and I, I really thought this was kind of going back to the main theme, because Throughout history, say if women gone the men's way, they would berate the woman right away. And I think Tatiana is just trying to get a little payback. Yeah. So um, next up is chapter twenty-eight, Roxy. Um, a big theme this chapter was a leopard. Uh, one being Tatiana had the pet leopard on her chain. The leopard emphasizes the idea that even though with power can be powerless, become became leopards and powerful animals, and in this case, imprisoned. Um, in this chapter, Eve wants Roxy to take over the job because she is trustworthy. Um, next up, uh, the next day after meeting about the job, Roxy is knocked unconscious. When she wakes up, she realizes she is being stripped of her power, which is pretty interesting. They they have her strapped to a table and they're cutting into her, which is crazy. Um, next up, Ro- to end the chapter, Roxy uh, realizes, realizes she should not have tried to make the power away, take the power away from the men and try to reverse the roles, which um, leads back into the power, which is the main theme of this entire podcast. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and sort of going forward, um, chapter 29 and 33, me and Nick thought we kind of were going to try to go into more detail just because we, we both agreed that um, <clears throat> these coming chapters really got into interesting points and kind of um, – were really hard to explain if we didn't go into detail. So as we begin chapter 29, um, <clears throat> Tunde goes to help the, uh, a young man who had um, licked up Tatiana's wine and broken glass. And the young man, who was Peter, as we were being introduced before, had eight glass shards out on his throat, and he had to try to get them out of his throat, which is very painful. And Peter, who was only 17 at the time, is crying and Sort of, Peter begs Tunde not to leave the country because Tatiana is going to try to make the press. And sort of, at that time, Peter uh, gives him a note and it's saying they're going to try to kill us. This is kind of the really main stepping stone of Chapter Twenty Nine. I think it's what it's all about. How 
Peter is so scared of women now and sort of society is so scared of women because they have so much power. And we might see throughout this book that power kind of is not a great trait to have all the time. So going on throughout the thing, he remains in the country. Um, He attends services, new churches and stuff like that, tries to meet new people. And um, each man in the country. um, So actually what happened is I, I forgot that at this point was, uh, Tatiana sort of holds a press conference and she sort of sets a new standard in her nation and sort of things that were really um, will have a new effect on the country and maybe even the world. And some of the rules have, are um, each man in the country must have a passport stamped with the name of a female guardian, say if they want to travel or do anything really. Um, they can't gather with a large number of groups. They can't own businesses and they can't even vote. So this is just crazy. I think Tatiana might get a little power hunger at this point, And, um, we'll see that throughout the novel. Um, yeah. So, um, in chapter, chapter 30, uh, eight weeks after the party, Roxy has disappeared, which is a little interesting. Allie is worried while Tatiana is convinced that Roxy has betrayed her in North Methova. Um, Allie misses Roxy a lot and she prays to the Holy Mother to bring her home safely. The voice says, I can't make any promises, but Allie still has her hopes up. Um, Allie then tells Tatiana, I think you'd like to sign these papers now. Wouldn't you? Tatiana nods drowsily and signs the papers, allowing the church to try its own cases and enforce its own statutes in the border regions. Allie then tells the voice, I'll take the country and I'll be safe. So um, <clears throat> then moving on to chapter, thir- chapter 31, we're introduced to Daryl. And um, Daryl, who's running um, Roxy's dad, sort of like a factory, um, over the time, he's like in the chapter explains how he lost three million quid um, worth of glitter because of soldiers that uh, came through the, the factory. And he hasn't, and interesting about Daryl is that he hasn't revealed that he has a scheme because he can't fully use it yet. He, he doesn't really know how to use it. He doesn't have the full power, but he is one of the first men to have sort of scheme to introduce power to him and kind of get on a woman's sort of edge, I guess you could say. And when he's working at the factory, um, one of the women asks if Daryl has a guardian. He says, yes, of course, it's Roxy. And um, he just explains how Roxy's not away right now, and the woman does, don't really seem to care about that that much. So... Bernie then gets a uh, gets a call from Bernie, who are in, who is um kind of one of the main contributors of the scheme and sort of how he's trying to introduce it into men more like and how um he's and he's actually goes into detail of how he's waiting to get other men the uh, scheme and have powers and he's gonna distribute it to everyone. Yeah. So uh, one second, my. My notes just kind of went out. We're good. Uh, chapter 32, we're good. Yeah. Rob, you just want to take chapter 32? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. So okay. chapter 32 um, kind of gets straight to the point again. I guess you could say a little shorter than other ones before our last chapter. But Margo, um, we're, so now we're going to Jocelyn's point of view. So Margo sent Jocelyn to a kind of therapist following uh, what she did at the North Star camp, you know, we talked about this earlier, how she was trying to defend herself from the boy, but really she just lost power. And um, 
Jocelyn then gets in back in touch with Ryan and it takes takes him months to convince her that he didn't put the bullets in boards and Jocelyn is upset that Margaret really lied to her and um North Star, uh, the the camp she is at, um, gives Jocelyn packets of powder and sort of how for her condition, but she she uh, doesn't need it because she knows that it was just that uh, she lost power and it wasn't really um, any condition sort of like that. Um, and on her day off, she decides to take a drive and she <clears throat> she pulled up Tom's website um, and this gave her directions to one of like drug manufacturing centers and she aimed to take photographs and kind of get her mother her own mother in trouble and saying it was drugs and stuff like that yeah so uh lastly step 33 drop it up pretty pretty long but uh we need to go in depth to explain everything uh tunde makes friends along the road to the city and to the satellite towns and uh up close mountains Tunde had heard rumors from peter that the worst events have been happening up in the mountains and it makes us think like what's been happening um Along the road, people are willing to help Tunde are few far between older men and are most likely while young men are too frightened. Tunde comes upon a dead man tied to a post in the road. He has scars all on his body, around his neck. This is a sign with a single word, Russian slut, which is kind of scary. Um, he sees a woman behind him making an arch between her hands. He starts to walk faster, she starts to laugh, and he runs as fast as he can, sobbing, gulping with the focus of an animal. He runs to a village a mile away. Tunde decides it's time to leave Vaspera. He doesn't like it anymore, obviously. Tunde panics. He looks up his own name in the news. Oh, he looks up and his own name is in the news. I'm sorry. Um, it's a report that he died in Vaspera involved in a car crash, which left his body, which left his body a charred wreck, leaving only a suitcase. Tunde then realizes someone has taken his suitcase and faked his death. Tunde flips back into Nina's story. She has stolen it from him. Tunde lets out a sob of grief. Then he hears a woman's voice outside of the door shouting. He panics, grabs the bag, and runs onto the roof and into the forest. That night, Tunde sees a ceremony in the woods. Tunde then sees a blind woman in a scarlet robe. When she emerges, the others kneel to her. Uh, the blind woman crushes her forehead to the young man and kills him. In the morning, Tunde is unsure if what he witnessed was a dream. He quickly realizes, however, that some women have been waiting for him. He runs and he runs and runs, but he trips and is soon jolted in the back of the neck. Um, to end, Tunde wakes up in a cage in the encampment of the blind woman. Next to him stands a woman he recognizes. It was Roxy, and that's. Kind of yeah, it's, that's how it really ends. Yeah, it's how it ends, and sort of going back to our what episode two was all about a call of power. It was really the again, I'll say this it was central themes and character development, and to identify and analyze the central themes and complex character development within the novel. And I feel like me and Nick did that today. We sort of went through all the characters and sort of went through all the chapters. And as you can see, each chapter the characters kind of change. And I feel like the main theme about this was power hungry the women are really power hungry and they're sometimes willing to sacrifice men to just get power and uh, maybe throughout the story this might uh turn out to be a not a bad not a good decision for them and um yeah any closing remarks remarks nick no that's, that's about it that's about Thanks it for listening. call the power episode two
Paul Powell at work. It was all a dream. I used to read Dirt Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rapper check Mr. Magic Molly. I let my tape rock to my tape hop. 